and welcome to the Zen Pod once again. I have in the studios with me today a sought-after musician, scholar, composer, an entrepreneur, arts promoter, and a teacher, an innovative thinker with over 30 years of experience in teaching music globally to over a thousand students. He is a very well-known artist of the present generation and has over 20 years of successful experience in management, concept design, and marketing. Please welcome a child prodigy and a performer, Shashikiran Narasimhan. Hailing from a family of accomplished musicians, his father, Chitravina Sri Narasimhan sir, a musician with a vision and a mission, and his brother, Chitravina Ravikiran. Shashi stormed the music world at the age of two. With his first vocal concert at the age of nine, he has had over 5,000 concerts to his credit and he performs lecture demonstrations, jugalbandi and fusion concerts globally. He is also adept in playing the mritangam, a percussion instrument. Shashi has done significant work in promoting Hindu tradition and musical forms by performing Katha Kacheris and Sankirtana Kacheris, both in India and the United States. He has conceptualized and curated music festivals such as the Bharat Sangeet Utsav, Bhakti Sangeet Utsav and Pallavi Darbar, among others. As a composer, Shashi composed period music to recreate the melodic modes of the second century for Silapati Karam, an age-old Tamil epic for a dance ballet. He has composed Varanam's Tillanas and has tuned over 100 compositions of modern composers. He has also tuned several Sai Kirtanas, Tirupugars and 14th and 15th century works of Sri Purandara Dasa and Annamayya. Shashi has been featured in over 25 music albums as a solo and also as Karnataka Brothers. He is a trendsetter and has been the producer, author and the spirit behind the world's first interactive and encyclopedia CD-ROM on Karnataka music titled Nadanu Bhava, The Horizons of Karnataka Music. Shashi is the designer of one of the first websites on Karnataka music called clickkarnataka.com, karnataka.com and mymusicalbum.com. He has also developed the first Karnataka app, Guru and Karnatic World Game, which are available on the Android platform. Shashi is the founder of Karnataka Archival Center for Music, both in India and the United States. He is the first musician to curate and perform Karnatic Symphony in the Cleveland Tyagaraja Festival. He has carried out significant work in the field of music therapy by conducting workshops for sinusitis cured through music. He introduced voice therapy to heal stammering and stuttering. Using mathematics and science in music, Shashi is the first to create infinite rhythmic meters and structures based on date, month and the year. Recipient of several prestigious awards like the Sangeeta Kala Sagaram, Kalema Mani, Yuva Kala Bharati, Asthana Vidwan and many more. Shashi has an honorary doctorate from the King's University for being an outstanding musician and has been awarded a gold medal for Masters in Music from the University of Madras. He is the first person to be granted the UGC scholarship. Shashi, thank you very much for agreeing to come and welcome to Zenpod. Pleasure, pleasure meeting you, Renki. Pleasure meeting everybody through your medium, all those who are going to be listening to this. Thank you so much. Shashi, jump in straight away. What is your definition of spirituality? So the thought of understanding that there's an energy above you and we all are part of that energy's creation in some way. And the realization, the moment that you realize that you are just in the moment and there's something else controlling every moment, just a start. 
is what is spirituality for me and the understanding and following this path just realizing every moment of your life that as long as that energy wants you to exist you will exist and that energy manifests itself in different forms within you and outside you creating what it creates and allows you the space to be what you are and express in certain ways you know whatever you can so it has given you certain capabilities and if you strongly believe that you are a creation then you can go closer to you know doing what that energy wants you to do awesome so that's a very very nice definition and you have so so you have been in music for a long time and yeah and time immemorial if i may call it you are a child prodigy do you believe there is a connection between music and spirituality uh, shashi absolutely i believe in everything that you do there's connection every single finger little finger i can move every single note particularly being a musician particularly as a singer you can realize it a lot more because what do you think you learnt and what do you think you can do well yesterday you may not be able to do today so every single second you know even the same raga that i sing mm-hmm. yesterday i would have sung it in a different way today it will come it come out in a completely different way oh, really? so even if you know your mind knows this is what it is execution of that could be sometimes better sometimes oh. not the same so every single moment of your existence as a musician itself will make you realize that every note that you produce never belong to you never will be yours wow and never will you achieve any kind of mastery over it wow. you can be at the most uh, a sincere committed person trying to you know get better wow it's very very you put it very simply i'm trying to get my get my arms around it so so is there a zone that you get into shashi before you either you sing a raga raga or you sing is there is there some kind of a zone that you get into ideally speaking we want to get there all the time you know we want to get there all the time whether i i take it take something music is for me my everything my existence my breath sure my uh, sure every cell of my body probably if you dissect it all that i could say is you know i live sleep dream music so the one thing that i would always say is it is so closely connected that if you ask me what is god i would say music okay. if you ask me what is music i would say it's god so this those are inseparable so the zone is right there the we all know there is an absolute but can we see it as every single day we don't know what that absolute yeah. is and what form that absolute is we we try to give it a definition a form and everything because that's the way we are music is similar we try to define this is the way it should be this is the way it is we don't know we're all chasing something it's a journey so the first realization that there is something that energy is making you do this who started it where did it come from how is it supposed to be i don't know but there is a quest there is a quest there is always a quest to understand that absolute that is spirituality the the under the, the the quest towards understanding what is music what is spirituality what is god it's all interlinked the point is 
whether I always say, who are we to actually name the absolute as something? Okay. Is it Rama? Is it Jesus? Is it Allah? Is it something else? I mean, these names we are given, like how we give yeah. names to our children. Right. We want a form, we want a definition. Right. But is it this? Even if you say and you believe in a faith, mm-hmm. that there is an energy and you can see the energy, you can see its sun. It comes and does its job. It doesn't ask us anything. A rose is a rose. Whether you use it for your puja room or whether you put it or use it as a decorative thing or you just watch it beautifully blossomed in, in a plant. We don't use all of those, but it still is the same beauty. So, so many things like that. So many mystic things. And I just, for for every time that I would think, whenever I watch, watch several people who have had stroke or something. That's when I realize, oh my God, just for a finger to move, there's so much happening. And, and we don't realize it when we are when things are happening. Yes. True. Only when something strikes us, we realize, oh, that's it. And the best of the best are not there one day. Yeah. And that's when we realize, oh, so you're not permanent. So there's so many things like this. We know all of this. But the Maya, the, the, the myth that you are something keeps you chasing for more. So I don't set goals. Oh, okay. I don't have any targets. Very interesting. I don't have any definition to success. Okay. My goal is a fulfilling day. Just a second, if I had a good day. If the second I'm able to do things in a right way, then, you know, that's a special moment. So we don't have to wait for another moment. And I also don't believe in the endorsements of getting an award. Again, it's given by a mortal, pure mortal. I'm not disregarding it. All that I'm trying to say is, quest for that should not be there. Craving for something. Say somebody who's got numerous awards. (laughs) No, so it's, it's incidental. So if you're going to live a time, somebody has to get something. So, you know, it'll come. So chasing it, even if it is a Nobel Prize, you know, are you not going to feel hungry the next day? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to be the same. You're right. And people will remember that as a news item for, say, a week. Yeah. Max. True. Very true. That way, again, you're close circles. Beyond that, people don't even have the time to process that. Correct. Very true. So that's all it is. So if we realize, the moment we realize this, then, you know, we are not looking at this as an incentive to exist and do what we do. The happiness and the joy of being in it is the primary thing. And this is not something I'm saying it for a dialogue. This is not something I'm saying because I want to make a point for a podcast. But this is my firm belief of existence as a human being. Brilliant. You know, you are you are you you are from a family of very very accomplished musicians, uh, vidwans, and all of that. Uh, respect to all of them. Has that made it a little easier for you than for a normal uh, person like me? If the environment, the no, no, I've been into no more. Yeah, really. It'll make it tougher. Oh, really? Tell you because one good thing about. Being in a family is you're exposed to it. But if I always tell this to, to everyone, so if, if that was the case, then Emma Subalakshmi's children should be greater than her. True, doesn't right? matter. So 
and similar examples you can go on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would always say, if within a family there are more musicians still coming out, mm-hmm. everybody is putting an individual hard work into it. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Sometimes we discount or we take it for granted that it should be there in the family, so it should be easy. Every ounce of whatever you work for yourself is what will be there for you. Karma yoga is the only theory that will kick you along. No gifts in life will be permanent. Well said. Might last a little bit. It might you might ride on your some luck for a little while, but I don't think in a larger context of what it is. And if you want to get into becoming something meaningful, I don't think that's very minuscule. So probably you have 1% advantage because you're exposed to something already. But I would say my father experimented with even a uh, seven-made kid. Oh, very nice. And that, that kid could also do what we could do. Wow. So given an atmosphere, I think anybody who can hear and talk, if they're put into that right atmosphere early, not just music, they, if you, somebody, if a child is put into mathematics, right from, you know, we assume that we should start only at five. That is always a wrong belief. My father believed the child should start like Abhimanyu, even when wow. mother's womb. Wow. So that's what it is. So I, as long as you have such innovative teachers like my father, I think anybody could become awesome. highly gifted. So he didn't he didn't believe child prodigies. He didn't believe in genes, gene theory. He believed more in uh, meticulous grooming of a child prodigy. Very nice. Very nice. And that's very interesting because, you know, and the reason I ask this question, Shashi, is because there are a lot of us out there who probably have, if not the wrong, at least the misguided notion that, oh, I could have become a Shashikiran if I was born in that family. The answer to that is maybe a no. You know, uh, maybe you could have ended up singing, but you would not have had all of these accomplishments unless you decided to wake up at four in the morning or, you know, slog it out for 14, 16 hours, you know. Yeah, and the slogging doesn't stop till you start your career. The slogging, we have to realize, that's what we have to realize. You don't work only keeping the benefits in mind. You have to love something so deeply first. True. Then it will not seem like work first. Yeah, true. true. So when you start enjoying it so deeply, it will become part and parcel of your existence. When it becomes that, the definition of life will change and your meaning to your own life will change. Only when that changes, you will have some kind of an impact on others. You know, while, while you're talking about life, what has been your life-defining moment, Jashi? Uh, Any one that you can remember? That... It'll, it'll, it'll sound mystical. Are you okay to hear it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So there was one time when I was a, wouldn't call a teenager, maybe a little bit, maybe a youth, young person. Okay. Um, I was saying a concert. Usually, whenever I sang a concert, and there were a lot of musicians listening to that concert, it was a dedication to Bhutu Swami Dikshitar oh. in Etiyapuram. Okay. Many musicians were hearing, and after I sang, a lot of people came and told it was very good. Mm. Only would have, it would have been a handful of people, but all well knowledgeable. Mm. 
And uh, that was the moment I really thought I had also felt for the first time in my life that I, I was singing reasonably well. Oh, nice. Okay. But there was an old man who came there. Okay. Um, I can't really describe him. He's not something who, would, who you would remember now in, in the way he was. It's nothing striking. Wow. Some man. Okay. Just a, just a mistake, man. Just a man. Okay. He didn't, he was not like somebody who was like stunningly knowledgeable or didn't okay. seem anything like that. Okay. okay. So he just came and told me, what do you think you did? You think you are so great? What kind of music? You thought you thought you are, you are out of the world or something like that? Music is not a manifestation of one's ego. Uh, and that's not the purpose to life. And then he wanted me to meet him the next day morning. Okay. And said, your purpose to your life is very different from what you think it's. Wow. So, I went back to where I was staying. Right. The whole night, whatever see. he said was haunting me. Right. One thing is, because that was the time that I really felt I had not sent back. Okay. So it's intriguing in my head, not ego, but something which I felt was satisfying. Correct. He just blew it in one shot. Yes. Absolutely. And so that left me puzzled. It also left me angry a little bit. Right, right. As to who is he and what competence he has to, you, come you know, to also feel that small moment of happiness was taken away in one shot. Correct. So I was very curious to know what he had to say. So next day morning I went. Okay. And again, that person, you know, spoke to me. He said, your purpose, every musician comes, mm -hmm. they live, they sing, mm -hmm. they do what they do. Right. Okay. They, they probably, you know, are liked by many people, but at the end of the journey, mm -hmm. what is it? It's just for themselves. Wow. And now he gave me some mantras, okay. which I I still go through. Whether you know I am a religious person or no, I Correct. chant these. Okay. And um, so he taught me, and he asked me to say it three times each, okay. a few mantras. When I was doing that. Okay. Then I, I, he had asked me to close my eyes and do it. So yeah. when I was doing the final mantra, when I opened my eyes, I could not see him. Oh. I've never seen him ever again. Really? It's not like he could have run away from that place yeah. in a second. Oh my goodness. Okay, so today I still wonder if this person, who is this person, where did he come from? Oh. What is his connection with me? Why did he come to me? And I still remember whatever he has taught me. But I don't know who he is. It gives me goose pimples. This was something, if I tell this, I have not shared this to many people, very few, few close people I have. But it changed my perspective to what I was. It changed my interest. I never ever after that thought I should be on stage. Of course, I do it for a life. Right. But but it's not like, no, it's never that, you know, I look to getting accolades or claps or anything that is usually 
a great satisfaction for every other. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So those don't, I don't chase those. So would you, call, would, you call that, yeah, would you call that a divine intervention? And are you, and are you glad it happened? That's it has to, it has to be something very special. Um, I'm glad it happened. I'm, I'm very glad it happened very early in my life. Mm -hmm. um, it had a significant impact on my space. And I would tell you ever since that happened, a lot of things that I've done, and that's why I keep telling you, none of those ideas are mine. So I just follow whatever is, comes as thought. And whenever, whenever I have become normal as a human being or gone mm -hmm. to a normal state mm -hmm. as a human being, there is some energy which keeps prompting me, this is not where you should be. Oh. So even if the, even at the slightest hints that I get that I'm going off track, right? I bounce back into a, it guides me into a path that I feel, feel I should live. It's not again now, this doesn't mean that, you know, I'm judgmental about what others do. Right, right, right. I mean, I have no rights to yeah, you know, worry about this. It's just a self-introspection of what is, no, this is not about also defining what is right and wrong in the right. context of what we are taught. It is about a context of understanding what is needed and not needed. As I would say, it's Vivekam. The definition of Vivekam is just a sense of discrimination of understanding right. what you need and what you don't need right. at a particular given point of time. Right. That's all. So, so that really, uh, that really, so that experience or intervention acts as a compass for you. Is it whenever you go off track? We use that to say that we head north, which is brilliant. Yeah, it, it keeps me, at least keeps me grounded. Very nice, very nice. Wow, that was and that was quite a bit. Yeah, uh, who who inspires you, uh, Shashi? Tyagaraja. Wow. I have a tattoo. Do you? A tattoo you... right here. Wow. Wow. Now, <clears throat> again, this is a man, um, forget about what composer he was, yeah. all of those, you know? So those, everybody knows. Okay. Now, for me, just now we were talking about what, so everybody liked the Agaraja, okay? Right. Right. But see, we talk about people now, their achievements. We have social medias, we have right. many things, we have media. Every, with all this, after their time, you remember them. There are many people, you will be one among so many greats, right? Well, he was a man who came from a village very difficult to find out in the map. If you take a world atlas, you wouldn't even know where the VR is going to be. Okay, so it's that small place, and the person who lived at least 200 plus years yes. before us created something. He created at 120 yard new ragas that were not in his time, so it was very modern, so to say. It's not like he was traditional, and yet 
he had everything that he gave as if you read his works he started a lot of people know him as a rama devotee but right a lot of people don't know that he had moved way away from that when he started seeing the absoluteness of music itself and later towards his life he saw just you know when you comes to paramatmuru veliki and so on he just sees the nothingness in everything wow so it was not like he was stuck to only the form so yeah. what i would say is we all need a form initially Correct. but after that we start understanding that there is something beyond and beyond the form beyond what our eyes can see a lot of times we are caught by everything the world you know is seen from this eyes correct when is closed this eyes that's when actually the world begins and that's what meditation is yes when you close this eyes that's when you will actually see music too yes so as long as i keep seeing this so my eyes you can only go that far to capture every emotion that somebody reflects outside and i'm affected by it either he's reading a newspaper or he's seeing or he's walking away from a program or whatever so my eyes will capture only so much and it will process all that data right instead if i'm going inward then i'm seeing a lot more that's what tyagaraj did yes. and today whether a kid knows his name or no not yes. every kid learning music sings a song absolutely there is a celebration of his aradhana everywhere in the world correct he never craved for it it just happened so if your quality and power is that kind of work then it will stand test of time that's all it is so inspiration if you ask people like adi shankara tyagaraja yeah, ramanuja vivekananda yes some to say Yeah. So these were some of the few that I can relate to. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, Adi Shankar and Vivekananda. Of course, Ramana, Ramana. Marshis. Absolutely. Many of these people. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, awesome. And so, my dear friends, as we come to the end of the first part of our conversation with Shashikiran, do stay tuned in. We will be back next week as we dive deeper into Shashi's passion for music, his performances, his venture the Karnataka Pradesh. and his plans in life do not go away keep your interest alive and looking forward to meeting you next week bye bye